morning, Christchurch. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Today is the seventh day of Christmas. So instead of seven swans of swimming, you're getting one deacon preaching. (laughs) I uh, usually teach in Kids Quest about once a month. I teach the kindergarten through second grade class. Any of my Kids Quest kids here this morning? I think a lot of them maybe are away with their families. We always light a candle at the beginning of Kids Quest. And we ask a question, we answer it. Maybe some of the volunteers who are here remember and can help me out. Why do we light the Christ candle? No. Someone? Yeah. To remember that God is the light of the world. That is exactly right. Good job. Christ is the light of the world. The Apostle John starts his gospel, his telling of the good news of Jesus, with the very message that Jesus is the light of the world. He echoes the beginning of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And John explains in beginning his gospel with in the beginning, that it was Jesus who was there at creation to separate light from darkness. And now he brings the good news that the light of Christ has entered into our dark world. He writes, the light has become flesh. Jesus has become flesh and made his dwelling among us. Or as Eugene Peterson puts it in the message, Jesus became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. So I'd like to reflect this morning on what it means that Jesus enters into the darkness of our world as the light. So let's think about what light does. It's easy to take light for granted. Now that we have electricity, we want to go into a dark room, we flip a switch, and the light comes on. Unless it's that week in Austin where the power's out and we all just sit in darkness. That seems like an annual festival that we have here uh, that makes us really appreciate the electricity when it comes back on. But what does light do? It reveals what is hiding in the darkness. If you've ever stepped on a Lego block at two in the morning, you appreciate the value of light. It's like they made those things to inflict the maximum amount of pain on you. And oh, they also, kids can build stuff with them. Light helps us see where we're going, right? If you're going somewhere you've never been before, it's really, at at night, it's hard to navigate, right? It's hard to see the landmarks and things like that. Uh, Light also helps us avoid obstacles. That's why lighthouses exist. And uh, Free Jeopardy answer, the state with the most lighthouses is actually Michigan. Not, Not intuitive necessarily, but they do have a lot of coastline, so they have the most lighthouses. But light also shows us reality, right? If you're If your house, your furniture is a little dusty and it's dark, nobody really notices, but when the lights come on, you can see all that dust that was actually there. And light helps plants grow, right? Life on Earth would be impossible without light, without photosynthesis. But most of all, light drives away darkness because light is more powerful than darkness. So what is the darkness that Jesus came to conquer? Well, in the Bible, darkness represents anything that opposes God. Sin that we commit, sin committed against us, all kinds of wickedness and evil, every falsehood, every kind of harm, death itself is spoken of as being darkness. And even in this joyful time of year, I know we all carry a little darkness with us, and some of us maybe a lot. Maybe it's grief over a loved one that isn't here this Christmas, or a struggle with depression or anxiety or unemployment or financial struggles, loneliness, 
maybe addiction or a bad habit that, you, that has a hold on you, unresolved trauma, health problems, broken relationships, what's often called the dark night of the soul, a spiritual emptiness, shame over something you've done or maybe something that was done to you, or maybe you're just overwhelmed by the darkness in our world. It seems like you can't open a newspaper without seeing that darkness. And the darkness we carry around often tricks us into thinking that it's, we're on our own to fix it, that we need to gather it up and get rid of it so that the light can come and we can experience the light of Christ. We buy into this false gospel that says, God's good, you're bad, try harder. And instead of seeking the light of Christ, we just try to sweep up that darkness ourselves. New Year's resolutions are, are kind of our way of doing that, right? We decide something we're going to fix. My watch says to me almost every day, you've set activity goals. Is today the day you're going to make it? And I always say, no, probably not. Um, but it, ne the next day, it's full of hope for me again. Um, reading books. You know, I'm always one good Kindle download away from total wholeness and healing. Haven't found that Kindle download yet, but it'll be there one day. Or we distract ourselves from the darkness. We use our phones or the internet. Um, or maybe we just go with denial. We avoid thinking about the darkness and hope it'll just go away. I had a friend in college who, uh, she and I actually went together to the evangelistic event that led to me becoming a Christian. And um, she didn't want to become a Christian because she felt like there were too many bad things in her life. And it, maybe if she could fix those things, then she could become a Christian, but she couldn't. Uh, and we're 53 now, and as far as I know, she still hasn't finished that job of cleaning up the darkness in her life because it's not possible, right? It's exhausting. We just give up and decide that maybe the darkness is just how it has to be. So we don't need a better darkness management plan. We need the light of Christ to come and scatter the darkness. The very nature of light is that it has the power to overcome any darkness that we experience. Darkness can't compete against the light. Light banishes darkness, and we don't have to remove the darkness. Once the light is on, the darkness has gone away. John wrote in uh, chapter 1, verse 5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And that's the joyful message of Christmas, the incarnation. Jesus entered into the darkness to banish it with his light. I was reading a news story this week about uh, the traditional celebration of Christmas in Bethlehem in Israel. Um, at the Church of the Nativity, it's usually at the center of the celebration of Christmas in Bethlehem. Tourists come from all over the world. The ho hotels are packed out. Everyone descends to celebrate Christmas at the grotto that's traditionally thought to be the site where Jesus was born. They come to see the towering tree in Manger Square, hear the bells tolled for midnight mass, see the parades and the bands and St. Nicholas handing out candy to children. But this year, that celebration didn't happen. The tourists didn't come. The tree didn't go up. Instead, one church set up a different scene. It was a, the figure of the baby Jesus in a pile of dirt and dust and broken cement and rubble. To illustrate the hope of the incarnation is Jesus coming even into the darkness of war, to all of our suffering. Whatever the form that, day, that darkness takes for you right now, Jesus enters into it with you to scatter that darkness. And no matter how dark the darkness is, we are never alone when we're following the light of the world. Jesus said of himself later on in John 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 
When we are following Christ, his light shines in our darkness, and it drives away whatever is keeping us from turning to him. It blows away our attempts at darkness management. When we depend fully on him to be with us in our darkness, we find the hope we have in him, and that hope doesn't make it all better. We still have to face our struggles, our sin, our relationships that have gone off the rails, our grief or illness, but we face those things with the light of Christ instead of darkness. And that makes it easier to see them more clearly for what they are. Sometimes things look really big in the dark. They cast a big shadow. Uh, but once we turn the light on, maybe they don't seem quite so imposing. Jesus sets us free from trying to manage our darkness, trying to sweep it up into the corner. Jesus, the light of the world, is with us. And in chapter 1, John tells us something else about the light of Christ. He says it comes full of grace and truth. In verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. And then he says it again in verse 17, reemphasizes, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus doesn't leave us alone in the darkness. He enters into the darkness with light full of grace and truth. And what that means, grace and truth, that's like a whole sermon for another day but I'm going to just touch on it briefly. Um, grace, grace is just the air we breathe in the kingdom of God. It characterizes everything about our relationship with God. Grace tells us that we are not alone to deal with the darkness. But real grace is always accompanied with truth. We need truth in our relationship with God and our relationships with one another in order for the light of Christ to produce growth in us. Truth doesn't deny that darkness exists. So what does it look like for the light of grace and truth to shine into the darkness in our lives? Grace and truth offer compassion instead of control. Grace and truth say it's okay not to be okay. Grace and truth extend kindness instead of condemnation. Grace and truth focus on responsibility instead of blame. Grace and truth offer acceptance along with accountability. Grace and truth value progress over perfectionism. Grace and truth asks us to surrender our darkness to the light of Christ. In whatever darkness we all carry this morning, we need truth and we need grace and we need the light of the world. And we have hope that when Jesus comes again in glory, darkness will be banished forever. It says in Revelation 20, there will be no more light, night. So I'd like to pray now and just invite you to lift up any darkness that may feel like it's, it's coming into you or carry, you're carrying with it this morning, that you would lift that up and just receive the hope of the light of Christ. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are the light of the world. You are our hope. You come with truth and grace to set us free. I pray this morning that whatever darkness, whatever effects of sin and death and the devil we each carry within us, that you'd give us grace to lift those up to you, to surrender to you the darkness that we hold and receive the light and the hope that you have for us. Would you speak grace and truth into the darkness, that we would know the presence of Christ accompanying us no matter where we go, Ask this in your holy name, Jesus.
Amen. Thank you, Deacon Nancy. Would you please stand? And may the peace of the Lord be always with you.